Hey, so I imagine you're listening to this podcast because you're an artist yourself and you want some insider tips, insights, and general advice from artists you respect. One aspect of the business we sometimes discuss on Best Advice is rollout strategies. When you're dropping new music, you want to give it the best chance of getting heard. It's all about reaching the right listeners at the right time. That's why our team at Spotify for Artists built Marquee. Marquee is a marketing tool for turning listeners into bigger fans of your new music. With Marquee, you can send full screen recommendations of your latest album, EP, or single to the right fans as soon as they open the app. Listeners who see your Marquee are twice as likely to save your tracks, making it a better way to develop your audience than trying to drive streams from social media. To find out more, go to artists.spotify.com slash marquee. Welcome to The Payoff. I'm Chris Duffy. The Payoff is your audio companion to all of Mike's money and personal finance coverage on the web at mike.com slash payoff. And usually this is where you'd hear from my regular co-host, Antonia, but she's away this week working on her public radio show, Latino USA. So filling in for Antonia is our producer, Alan Haberchak. Hi, Alan. Hey, Chris. Uh, Alan, you may have heard a little bit on the show before. He's always here behind the scenes, but today he's stepping out in front of the microphone and you're going to hear a lot more from him. I'm so glad that you're here. I am super excited to sit in this week. Antonia will be back in the next episode. For this show, though, it's you and me. Okay, so today... We are going to be talking through a side of money that we haven't really had a lot of time for in the show, which is the spending side. It's true. A couple episodes back, you and Antonia dove into the world of budgeting in one of my favorite episodes we've ever done. But on this show, we're going to be going back into that world of spending, but getting really practical about how to get more from what you buy while still paying less money. We're going to have our standard segment, Oh No, where we tackle financial issues so scary and confusing they make me want to give up and cry. And this week, how to avoid overpaying at the grocery store for clothes and just about everything else. And we're going to include a special conversation with a friend of mine who actually recently did her own blind taste test to find out whether people can even tell the difference between fancy products and cheaper products. I wonder about this all the time. And after we find out the results from Bianca's experiment, we'll move on to our big interview where we're going to talk with authors and master couponers Heather Wheeler and Joni Deemer, founders of what is basically the source for coupon information on the internet, thecrazycouponlady.com. And one Since we've talked to the crazy coupon lady, we're going to answer your questions, listener questions, about how to get what you need without spending too much. And we have answers that are provided by the payoff's very own deal finder extraordinaire. She's a writer and former extreme couponer, Christy Ricosi. And actually, I realize as I'm saying this, Alan, that I don't know what is an extreme couponer. Oh, Chris, just you wait. There's a whole wide world of crazy deals and discounts that we're about to enter into. And you better believe it's going to get extreme. (laughs) My goodness, I'm uh, I'm not sure whether I am scared or excited or maybe a little bit of both. Uh, But I do know that if you're listening to this show, the great news is that you're going to find out all sorts of amazing deals and ways to save money. And you're going to get it all for just three easy payments of $49.99. Just kidding. It's all free. That's that was a, that was a good infomercial joke, Chris. Well, well done. Yeah, listen, that joke is worth exactly what you paid for it, which is zero dollars. And stick around; you're going to have more high-quality information and top-notch, very expensive jokes right after this. Stay tuned. Okay, here we go with our opening segment, where we get over worries and confusion about something in the world of money. Yep, it's the kind of financial stuff that usually makes you want to cringe or cry or scream. And I know while I sometimes do love getting new things, I really hate shopping. 
mostly because it combines my two least favorite things in the world, spending money and making decisions. Exactly. So in this week's Oh No, we're going to take you through some simple tips on how to shop. Okay, so one of the biggest things that freaks me out about shopping is feeling like I'm wasting money by paying too much. Me too. I love a good bargain, and I hate that feeling right after you buy something where you're like, did I just get ripped off? Yeah, so what are some of your tricks? I mean, Alan, I know from talking to you behind the scenes that you are very good at this kind of stuff. So teach me. How do you, how do you not get ripped off? Well, so one of the ways that can be really beneficial is if you sign up for companies' loyalty programs, there's no cost for most of these programs, and there's usually some kind of big reward, and often there's discounts, and it's really common. In fact, the average household in America is signed up for around 22 of these kind of loyalty programs, according to Consumer Reports. And it's not even just, you know, airlines with frequent flyer miles anymore. Everywhere from grocery stores to Target to even like the Gap will let you sign up for a loyalty program. So one loyalty program that I personally love is CVS's loyalty program because it means that they give you those extra long receipts. And if you collect enough, you can save even more money by using them to insulate <laughs> your home. Another great tip is that if you go to buy an item on sale, so like you see something, there's like a sale listed online or something, and you go in the store to buy it and it's sold out, you can actually ask for what's like the sale version of an IOU. Wait, uh, you can do that. You can totally do this. It's called a rain check. And it seems like something that's from like the 50s or something. You can imagine like Don Draper walking in and asking for a, a rain check on a transistor radio. But you can still do this. If something is advertised at a price, you go in, they've sold out. You can say, great, can I get a rain check on that for when it comes back in stock? That is crazy. So and, and do they have to say yes? Or is this just like if they want to do you a favor? So in some states, there are actually laws. In Connecticut, for example, stores must make good on advertised offers, even if they sell out of uh, the product they've advertised. Wow. Okay, so I, I always assumed, like, if the sale works well and then they sell out, you're done. But you might not be out of luck at all. No, and it's really just as simple as asking, hey, can I have a rain check? That is amazing. Even though it seems like a total throwback, I mean, it doesn't even seem like a real thing to me. But it's not only real, it's written into the law, and it could be saving us all money. Right. And then this is something a lot of people overlook, but one of the easiest and most effective ways to save money when you're buying stuff is to use coupons. It's one of the oldest forms of advertising, one of the <laughs> oldest ways, you know, coupons have been around in America for well over a century. You've and heard of the oldest profession. Now, here's the oldest way of saving money. Really? I mean, it's like somebody wants you to come in and buy something. They offer you a deal. Clip that coupon. There's all kinds of coupons. And in this episode, we're going to talk with the masters of couponing later on in the show. It's a really great way to avoid paying that full price. What about you, Chris? Do you have any money-saving tips for shopping that are uh, useful for you? I do. Actually, my number one way that I avoid spending too much money is I try to avoid paying for fancier versions of things that I'm not actually going to like as much anyway. So a lot of times I prefer generic, but I always wonder, am I doing it the right way? So I brought in a special guest who's going to help us talk about that and figure out if we're doing it right. This is my friend, Bianca Gaver. Hi, Chris. Thank you so much for being here. It's truly one of my favorite topics, and I'm overjoyed to get to talk about it. All right. So uh, <laughs> Bianca is an Emmy Award winning filmmaker. She's a radio producer and an all around impressive person. But the reason that I asked her here today is because she's also super frugal. And she hosted this blind taste test party at her house where a bunch of our friends all tried to see whether they liked expensive or cheap food better. They compared everything from beef to hot sauce to apples to chocolate chip cookies. And Bianca, do you want to talk us through some of the result highlights? Yes, sure. Um, yeah. So first of all, this was a mundane t taste test, uh -huh. unlike most taste tests where they're tasting for really high end sort of recipes and yeah. things. 
So it's everyday grocery store decisions. And this was like a party, too, at your house. It was a party. And it's really nice to throw parties where all your friends have tasks. (laughs) (laughs) Like there was a buzz of people going about like very specific laborious tasks like pouring like a hundred little cups of coke and things like that so it was it was really fun and everyone was like working like it was a lot of work to yeah put together there are a lot of things that you compare to this yeah <laughs> it sounds like party. you just forced all of your friends to be your lab assistants basically and but they loved it yeah i think oh definitely <laughs> i heard nothing but positive uh praise about how fun this party was and then the results are kind of amazing mm-hmm. so we can't. We honestly, you compared so many things. We don't have time to talk about all of them. But yeah. can you tell us about some of your favorite results? Yeah. Okay. So hot sauce um, okay. was a huge upset. So everyone was gambling on Cholula being yep. the winner. Um, we only compared to Cholula and Valentina. Valentina won by a landslide. Fourteen votes for Valentina, uh, three for Cholula. So okay. Valentina had way more flavor. And the cost per unit here was sixty-five cents for your Cholula. And 56 cents for Valentina. Correct, per ounce. So Valentina's cheaper, but they're both like cheap hot sauces. But I feel like people always go with Cholula. Yeah. But you should never go with Cholula. You should go with Valentina. (laughs) According to this very scientific survey. Yeah, and I love this because I used to feel very confused in the grocery store. Now I walk in with an arrogant, an arrogance. Yeah, you know. (laughs) The confidence. I know exactly what to get. (laughs) What about, were there other uh, upsets here? Yeah, so ice cream. Okay. It was, this was an upset in a good way. Everyone expected Haagen-Dazs. Edie's one. This is one where, like, even if they taste the same, it's a win for Edie's because it's so much cheaper. We're looking at 12 cents an ounce versus 39 cents an ounce. Yeah. So it seems like uh, kind of for a lot of these, the cheaper thing was better. Yeah. I mean, we were really trying to tell the difference. And uh, in a lot of them, we could tell which one was the better thing. But I think the takeaway is that they weren't that different. And you probably wouldn't notice if you weren't tasting specifically for a difference. Yeah. Um, And to me, that was heartening because it was like, the cheaper thing is pretty much as good in a lot of cases. And, like, granted, that was the result that I really wanted. So a lot of people thought I was biased. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, you definitely said it, it, the party was even framed on the invite as, like, never pay more when you shouldn't again. <laughs> yeah, never pay more for less taste again. <laughs> exactly. Oh, that's a much better tagline. Never pay more for less taste again. Um, And so another very interesting finding was... We tested a bunch of butters, mm-hmm. but we snuck in, like, a vegan margarine imitation spread. People could not tell the difference, and even five people voted it as the best of butters. butters. And yeah. it wasn't wow. a butter at all. It wasn't butter. Um, and Kerrygold Pure Irish did win, and it was very good. But, again, this is one where they were pretty similar, and it's shocking how well the imitation butter did. Yeah. It also might mean that maybe the people who are tasting have no ability to discern differences between foods. Yeah. And some for some people, that was the takeaway. The takeaway was like, I don't taste that well, so it actually doesn't matter for me. Yeah. And, why not just save money? Yeah. And for other people, it's a lot about knowing your preferences. I'm like, if you could tell Stumptown over Starbucks, then like pay more for Stumptown. But if you voted for Starbucks, you just like Starbucks better. And like, yeah come to terms with that. And I think that was hard for some people because they were like <laughs> considered themselves connoisseurs in the coffee area. Well, there's also so much of it that comes from feeling like you're getting what you're paying for, right? Like people want to buy the expensive thing because they feel like then they're worth the money they're spending on mm-hmm. something, right? Like there's that sense of identity that comes yeah. with paying for the artisanal. Like these are all pretty uh, average, as you say, grocery store things. There's like the fancy, fancy Brooklyn version of things that like isn't even on this list. Oh, I don't know. If I saw someone with Kerrygold butter, I'd be like, 
dang, you really care about yourself. <laughs> yeah, and there was like a really fancy seltzer. And yeah, some things we did splurge for the fanciest item. But um, this is a group of people who don't, like, they don't, they didn't feel like they had strong brand allegiances. Mm-hmm. But, and yet, like, there's still that identity. And so, like, when Cheerios beat Cascadian Farms, there was cheers. <laughs> oh, wow. People were like, so that's the thing that I think in hearing about this, I was most interested in is you always wonder, like, is there really a difference between the generic or like the grocery store product and the like brand name product? Or am I just paying for marketing? Yeah. And it sounds like in some cases, like the quality version, the brand name is better and more Mm -hmm. expensive because it's better made and it's more delicious. Mm -hmm. And in some cases not. Mm -hmm. I always wondered that about I go through an obscene amount of ketchup in my household, like one of those big 32 ounce bottles of Heinz every month. Wow. Like I I put a lot of ketchup on. Ellen, that's a new fact (laughs) for me about you. What are you eating? Uh, literally, I put it on everything. He just eats uh, bowls of ketchup, it sounds like. But I always wonder, like, should I be buying, like, the generic ketchup? Am I buying Heinz just because, like, that's what I see marketed to me? Mm-hmm. Well, Bianca, you're the perfect person to ask this. Yeah, so we tested a number of uh, cheap ketchups, and Heinz did win. Oh. So, um... Among the cheap ketchups, Heinz is king. You didn't test a fancy ketchup. Correct. And, obviously, this is not, like, a scientific survey. We're not telling you this because we're, like... Okay, these are definitively the best ones. But like you're saying, now you know your own preferences, Bianca. Mm-hmm. And one thing that we thought would be really fun is if you're listening to this and this sounds like a fun idea, it was a really fun party. You should have your own taste test party and do something like this on your own. Bianca, what would your advice be if someone's trying to host this on their own? Well, honestly, the preparation was the funnest part. Like the anticipation and the setup Um was really fun, and uh, we had a Google Docs spreadsheet where everyone signed up for what they were going to bring, and people could comment on the results. I sent the data out after in a spreadsheet. So, yeah, I mean, it's pretty simple. Invite all your friends, have them have them bring what they want, and then, like, definitely share the data afterward. I couldn't even make the party, and I got the spreadsheet, and I was really scrolled through it like it was sports highlights, being like, <laughs> no, oh, <laughs> Cheerios won. <gasps> Heinz won. <gasps> I, one that shocked me was uh, homemade chocolate chip cookies lost to cookies in a roll. Mm-hmm, from Toll House. The like roll where you just like oh, slice wow. it and bake. Yeah. But, Another thing worth mentioning is that San Pellegrino seltzer performed very poorly below Schweppes and Polar. Oh, wow. Um, so people are basically paying for how nice that bottle looks. It is a very nice bottle. It's such a nice bottle, but really you should buy Polar Schweppes and pour it into the San Pellegrino <laughs> bottle. And people will be and, like, this is the best seltzer of my life. Yeah, and you will be happier. And also honey was a really interesting one. Farmer's Market honey, barely distinguishable from the Bodega Bear like honey. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, it, it did win barely uh, for people who were really testing for it, but many could not tell the difference. Super interesting. So is there one thing that you, in hindsight, wish you would have tested that maybe we could be like, if you're listening to this, have your own asparagus taste testing party or something like that? Yeah, I think the next one I do is going to focus more specifically on fruits and vegetables, the organic versus the non-organic. Mm. There was a huge, we only did apples, and there was a huge difference between uh, the organic and the non-organic, and they were both Fuji apples. So it was like really cool to be able to compare even the same brand between yeah. the two. Um, But, again, that was not a very good sample size. Like, it could have been, like, the freshness of, like, when those were delivered or whatever. So I would have loved to test that on a larger scale. But I think that's its own party. And I think people should just follow your own curiosities. Like, what's the decision that trips you up most at the grocery store? Next time you're doing your grocery shopping, like, write down, like, the assumptions that you're making and be like, could I be getting something cheaper? Oh, I love this. And also, I I just want to say this whole thing 
is a super fun party idea. So please feel free, listeners, rip this idea off, have your own taste test party. And if you do, share the results with us at payoffpod at mike.com. We'll send them to Bianca. We'll send them to you as well oh, so great. that you can find out. Yeah. Also, if you want to see Bianca's work, her films are amazing. Her radio stories are great. Uh, her website is biancagaver.com. She has a kind of hard name to spell. So, Bianca, I'm going to spell your name real slow, and you just correct me if I'm spelling any part of it wrong. B-I-A-N-C-A-G-I-A-E-V-E-R.com. Okay. Gia Ever is how I remember how to spell it. That's a much easier way to say it. Oh, Bianca yeah. Gia Ever dot com. <laughs> and Bianca, it runs all sorts of experiments. She's doing one that has to do with relationships. If you want to be part of her relationship experiment, go on her website and email her. Get in touch. She's setting that up right now. That is something I'm incredibly curious to hear the results of as well. Thank you, Bianca. Because of you, we will never pay more for less taste again. In just a minute, we're going to be back into the show with more details on how to get deals and to save money with the ladies behind thecrazycouponlady.com. Don't go anywhere. Joining us by phone are Heather Wheeler and Joni Deemer, founders of the world's number one couponing website, thecrazycouponlady.com. And beyond the couponing website that we're excited to hear all about, Heather and Joni are also co-authors of the best-selling book, Pick Another Checkout Lane, Honey. Learn coupon strategies to save thousands at the grocery store. Heather and Joni, thank you so much for joining us today. Hi, thanks for having us. So uh, first off, what is thecrazycouponlady.com? You know, at the Crazy Coupon Lady, we say that our mission is to enable smart people to live like rich people. And our philosophy is that there's a better way to get the things you want at a price you can afford. And we're not like a Susie Orman or Dave Ramsey who are going to tell you to stop buying the things that you want. We're going to tell you how to hack all of the different ways to shop and how to get the items you want for 50% off or more. And so there's obviously two of you. But it's the crazy coupon lady. Is there one of you that's the crazy coupon lady and one that's the sane coupon lady? <laughs> Whenever somebody asks us that question, we both just point to the other person. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a good relationship. How did you two get started in couponing in the first place? So we started when we were two stay-at-home moms looking to save money, looking for something to sort of keep our brains occupied. It's all Heather's fault, really. That's what she's saying. <laughs> so we heard about the site this crazy way people were using coupons to get stuff for free at the grocery store. And I kept saying to Joni, listen, will you just try this with me? It's and I kept saying, no, that sounds illegal like, <laughs> and super sketchy. And I don't believe you. And I don't buy coupons. I don't buy things that have coupons. And I said every single excuse anyone has ever said, I said them all back she did. And eight I, years ago. And I wasn't quite sure that anything she was saying wasn't true. I was like, well, I don't know if it's illegal, but let's just go figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> I love the yeah, illegal we, part because I mean, it's like, I know. found a way to get things for free at the grocery store. And you're like, is right. it legal? Yeah. And they're like, it's called stealing. I'm like, that's called shoplifting. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll just confess that I don't have any aversion to coupons, but I don't normally use them. So what's a good gateway for someone like me? Like if I want to get hooked on coupons, what's the first step? What's my gateway drug? So two gateways. Your first gateway is Target. Um, that's the retailer that we've identified as high, having the best sales that are easiest to get. And 
you got to find the product that you get excited about. For me, it's detergent. So for me, one good laundry detergent deal at Target, and like I can turn a non-couponing skeptic into a full-time couponer. <laughs> for me, it's toilet paper. <laughs> oh, wow. In our Quick Start to Couponing um, ebook, we talk about, um, we say download Cartwheel, Ibotta, and Crazy Coupon Lady apps. Those are the three apps that you need to start saving. If you've got a printer at home, you're going to get bonus points. And if you've got, you know, a senior citizen neighbor that has a newspaper and they'll give up their coupons to you, then you get you get all the points. Um, but that's basically what you need to start saving. And then we say come to the crazy coupon lady or, you know, download our app, click on the target deals, pick two or three deals and head to the store for your first kind of couponing experience. I, I have a question. In, in your book, I know you talk a little bit about how it can actually matter the deals you get based on even which checkout clerk you go to, partially because, you know, Anytime I've had a coupon, you have that moment where, like, you know, the checkout clerk or the person who is going to be ringing you up, and then they see that you have those coupons in your hand, and they get that look on their face where they're like, oh, coupons. So, first of all, how do you spot somebody who's not going to be mad at you for bringing coupons? And second of all, as a consumer, how do you get over any potential sense of embarrassment about, you know, bringing coupons and really feel empowered about the fact that, like, I deserve this, I deserve this deal? Sure. So there's a couple things I would say. That's one of the reasons we suggest Target as the place to start because they really are like their cashiers are trained in a way that they're very positive about people who use coupons and um, their policy is, you know, just really great for couponers, especially compared to like a Walmart um, where the cashiers maybe aren't as friendly when you're using coupons. Um, But the other thing that I like to do is just sort of own it when I walk up. I say, I'm super sorry. I have a bunch of coupons I'm using today. I hope that's okay. And you sort of break the ice with something like that so that they're not caught off guard and they can, you know, you can say, do you want the coupons at the beginning? Do you want me to hand them to you all at the end? And if you sort of just start and you're super pleasant, then for me, it's always gone really well and it's never been a problem. And it's really, I mean, I think that's what it is. It's about being friendly. There's really no apology that's necessary. I think the interesting thing that consumers don't know is not only is the retailer going to be reimbursed for the full value of your coupon, they're also going to get an eight handling fee just for the trouble. So if I redeem a 50 cent coupon at Kroger, Kroger's actually going to get 58 cents out of me. So Kroger loves manufacturer coupons. Um, There are some cashiers, like my brother has worked um, at Walmart, and so he he shared some of this inside information. But but Walmart is one retailer that comes down really hard on their cashiers if they make a mistake and they accept a coupon for the wrong item or if their chill doesn't kind of add up at the end of the day. And, and consumers can really read that on cashiers. Um, so usually when there's that negativity, it's based on a fear that potentially they'll make an error that gets them into trouble. And the other thing I would say there is when in doubt, find somebody that's uh, under 30 and looks friendly. Like you got to profile a little bit sometimes. Sure. And there's probably also just recognizing that paying with a coupon is going to take a little longer. So maybe don't go at rush hour when there's 20 people waiting in line and use 17 coupons. Yep, absolutely. And genuinely, I worry more about the people behind me in line than the cashier. So that's why we jokingly, I mean, we call ourselves Crazy Coupon Lady. We titled the book Pick Another Checkout Lane, Honey. We try to be really friendly and open about, hey, guys, it's a little awkward. Got it. Yeah. (laughs) Just call a spade a spade. Are coupons the only way to find amazing deals? Like when you go in, is it pretty much exclusively coupons that you use to save money or do you have other tricks too? Oh, it's all about stacking lots of different things. Yep, that's what I was going to say too. We just, it's 
you know, it's easy to go find a sale on a product, or it's easy to use one coupon on a regular price item. But what we're doing at the Crazy Coupon Lady is finding all the different ways you can save on one product and using them all together. Awesome. So we're saving you the time by kind of telling you, hey, here's a great $2 coupon on Cheerios. And did you know that when you buy two boxes at Target this week, you'll get a $5 gift card? So head to Target, use, this, use two of these coupons, buy two boxes, and look, you just saved 70%. So beyond even just like couponing or discounts, I've heard, and I think a lot of people have heard this too, that if you're good enough at negotiating, you really shouldn't ever pay full price for anything. Do you think that's true? Is everything in a retail environment available at some kind of discount if you can just figure it out? We've, faced, we've done the same thing at the grocery store at all of the retail stores. So we've gone into a store like Kohl's and we said, okay, what are all the different ways to save? And we sort of hacked the, you know, Kohl's like we did Target years ago. And there really isn't a circumstance that I can think of where you should, you have to pay full price for something. And so we do a lot of different things. Like at, at the mall, you can stack sales with, um, you know, like a price match, or you could buy discounted gift cards at places like raise.com to save even more. And there's just so many different ways that you can do it. There's everything from, you know, learning the secret to reading a price tag. It's almost every retailer, whether it's the last digit uh, t tells you a secret or the little square in the upper right corner, what color the tag is, there's so many different pieces of information that are out there. And Crazy Coupon Lady takes it as our responsibility to kind of inform our readers about what things to look for so that they can make smart purchase decisions. And what Heather said about discounted gift cards, that's the bottom line that I can be 100% sure that you should never pay full price for anything because the discounted gift card industry is the easiest non-threatening way to save today in my opinion. Basically, there are these gift card marketplaces that exist. Heather mentioned Raise.com is one. Gift Card Granny is another great aggregator of all of um, the different sites, but consumers can go on and sell unwanted gift cards, so there's that. But also, these companies make deals with the retailer. So the Gap knows that their gift cards aren't redeemed at 100%. They also know things like consumers who are spending a gift card are more likely to spend more than a consumer without a gift card. So for a variety of reasons, Gap is motivated to be willing to sell $100 gift cards for $90. And so you as a consumer can buy that gift card and save that money. And the cool thing about some of the apps, like Raise, for example, is that it's instantly fulfilled. So I can actually go in-store, I can total up and say, look, I've got $70 worth of stuff I'm buying at The Gap or at Gap.com, and I can go and look for a gift card in that exact amount. Thereby, I'm wow. avoiding all the temptation to spend more because I have the gift card, so I'm not becoming one of those statistics. I'm just saving the extra 15%. And of course, that gift card can be stacked with any other discounts, promo codes, clearance, and sale items. Right. So that's like a psychology thing, right? Like if somebody gives you a $50 gift card for your birthday, you're going to probably spend $57 because you're trying to fill up yep. to that certain amount. As opposed to if I just walked yep. in the store to buy what I needed, I might have only spent $37. So it's like a psychology that ends up becoming economics. And you're saying that like most things, there's a way to hack that to your benefit. Absolutely. And I mean, consumers are much more likely to buy something at regular price with a gift card. So there are a variety of things all along that same thread. But we can be smart shoppers, use our coupons, and just, you know, right before you hit checkout, your last step should be to go buy a discounted gift card. Wow. 
So in my relationship, sometimes for like birthdays or Valentine's Day or Christmas, I'll give like a coupon for like massages or like a date night. Um, is that something that you do in your relationships? And do you ever worry that your partners will like stack those gifts cards and uh, coupons and then like you'll have like four days of they, they go extreme couponing on you? No, we know all about the fine print on coupons, so we make sure to tighten that up when we give our coupons. All of your free mas- all of your free back massages have expiration dates. Uh, pretty yes. <laughs> pretty Cannot soon thereafter. Cannot be stacked with other offers. All of that. <laughs> Only one per customer. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's funny. What do you think is maybe one item or category where most people? Because we've talked about a lot of, I think, discounts that people are aware of. But like, what's one item or category where most of the people who are buying this thing are paying too much, and they aren't aware of the fact that they could be paying less with coupons or deals or discounts or something like that? I mean, I would say household items is probably the category. So toilet paper, paper towels, detergent. Personal care is another category, toothpaste, shampoo, body wash. But if I had to pick one item that people are paying too much for, it's razors. I laugh every time I walk by the big, is it like a 15-pack of refillable razor blades at Target for like $60 or $80? Mm. And I remember <laughs> I remember that we used to buy that. Um, and the funny thing is that there's so much competition in that Gillette, you know, razor industry that there are always coupons, you know, $5 coupons. There's always promotions. Buy two, get $5 off your next order. And after stacking those discounts, probably every other week on the Crazy Coupon Lady, you can get five blade razors for under $250. Um, and that, that's usually a razor plus an extra blade. And so the savings, the average savings on something like that is like 80 to 90%. Wow. Yeah, that is always, every single time I have to buy razor blades, I'm just truly shocked. I find razor blades and pants are the two things where when I go to buy them, I'm like, how can these be this much money? It seems unbelievable. Stack coupon codes online and use a discounted gift card for the pants. Yep. And then uh, get the Crazy Coupon Lady app as well as Ibotta and Cartwheel, and then you'll be good to go for the razors. (laughs) Also, you can't see me right now, but I have a huge beard and I'm not wearing pants. (laughs) (laughs) Awkward. Okay, so before before we go, um, as a last question, I'm so curious to hear what's the best deal that either of you have ever gotten on something, and and or your choice. What is the best deal that you've not gotten? What's the coupon holy grail that you're looking for? Oh, the vacation. We're we're in the process of figuring out all of the vacationing deals. That's the holy grail. Really, we're kind of getting into the travel credit card thing. And there's so many similarities, it feels, between that industry, kind of like the points guys space and couponing. Because it's the same idea there. People have a lot of reasons why they don't do the credit cards. But if you kind of give it a try, you will figure out, oh, my gosh, I can actually get free round-trip airfare to Europe if we sign up for this, you know, American Airlines, whatever the credit card is. Um, and so that's, the, that's sort of the path that I'm on in my personal life right now trying to figure that out so I can take better vacations more often. Well, Joni and Heather, thank you so much for speaking with us. This was really great. Yeah, seriously, thanks a lot. I uh, am now feeling like I have a, a tool belt full of couponing and bargain tools, and I'm never going to pay full price for anything ever again. If only you had pants. <laughs> <laughs> have a great day. Thanks so much for talking to us. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Okay, I feel empowered. I feel like I'm ready to shop like a champion, a very frugal champion. In my mind, that is the best kind of champion to be. And now that we've gotten advice from these experts, it's time for us to answer your questions. We've got all the answers to help you save money right after this. Stick around. 
Okay, it's now time for our final segment, The Bottom Line. And for today's episode, we're going to get to the bottom of your questions when it comes to finding bargains and everything around shopping. The dark secrets of how to save dollars. So we've been getting questions from listeners who've been writing in to payoffpod at mike.com. And we put them to our resident deals expert, Christy Ricosi, and we're going to share her answers with you now. Okay, here's, a, here's one of the biggest questions that people ask, and it's also one of the biggest questions that I have, which is, what is the biggest ripoff? Like, what's the product where you're most likely to get overcharged? So this is actually really valuable information for anyone to know. But she says printer toner cartridges that you're buying from, like, your local store, either your local office supply store or computer store. You can get those same printer cartridges for like a tiny fraction uh, if you buy them generic online, like on Amazon or anything like that. And the reason is, is that stores are banking on that if you need it, you need it right then. If you're buying it in their store, you need it immediately because you have to print out something right then. So the same printer cartridge that might be priced at like $60 in the store, you could get on Amazon for like Five bucks, literally, if you just have a little foresight and buy it ahead of time. Because they know, like, if you came into my store, it's because there's a printer emergency right now. Yeah, and there's a lot of stuff like that, too, like where it's an electronic and so people will pay too much for it, like memory cards, flash drives, even just like an HDMI cable for your TV. If you buy that in Radio Shack, it's probably going to cost you 25 bucks. If you buy it on Amazon, it's probably going to cost you 4 or $5. Yeah, you were telling me, so... A lot of what you do is video production work. And when you're on a shoot and you realize you don't have a cable, that's when you know you're going to get slammed. Oh, totally. Uh, you're just like, oh, man, I need this thing right here. I'm going to have to walk into a drugstore or a radio shack. And I'm paying a huge markup just for the fact that I need it right now. Okay, another question we got is, does it make sense to join a place like Costco or Sam's Club? Are those good deals or does it not make sense to pay money to join somewhere to save money? And Christy says that it definitely does make sense to join one of these clubs, especially if you don't plan on using coupons. She recently wrote this article for Mike about how you can save 61% on certain everyday items at a warehouse club. But you have to be careful because, look, you can get shampoo, toothpaste, laundry detergent, and even pet food. Sometimes you can get that cheaper at drugstores than the warehouse clubs. And you're really going to need to do a little bit of research to figure out where the cheapest products are. But the biggest way to make a warehouse make sense is you pay this membership fee. Don't pay it on your own. Split it with a friend. So, Alan, you and I should split a Costco membership. That would be a lot uh, better way of saving on these bulk items. I recently had this happen in my own life when I discovered that my girlfriend is still on her parents' Costco membership, Ooh. even though we are both in our 30s, and it's like the last thing tying us back to the nest, <laughs> because it literally makes sense. Like, if your parents have a Costco membership, yeah. and you live in a city where maybe that doesn't make sense, they can probably send you a card, and you can probably use it. Yeah, Costco is the old-school HBO Go. <laughs> okay, so... Here's another question that we got, uh, which is really relevant to this show. If I'm using coupons, does that help the stores I'm shopping in track me? Am I giving up some sense of my privacy in exchange for saving, you know, a few percentage or a few pennies here and there? And it ends up that stores are tracking us more from loyalty cards than they are from coupons. Information that you're they're getting from coupons is probably out there anyway. The bad news that Christy had for you is if you're concerned about privacy, not using coupons is not going to help you. Your information is probably out there anyway. They're tracking you whether or not you save money. So you might as well save money. All right. Another question that we got was, should you get a store branded credit card? Does it make sense to get like an Amazon card or a Target card? And Ellen, what was the answer to this one? The answer we got from Christy on this was a little bit of a hedge. She said, maybe. For example, 
Uh, Target credit card can provide you with a 5% discount. Uh, Kohl's is another one that provides you with good coupons that you can use only if you have a Kohl's card. But there's some big caveats. If you're going to get uh, a mortgage, a car loan, or another big loan within two years of getting one of these credit cards, you don't really want to do that because you can take a hit to your credit from the inquiry that happens when you open another one of these credit cards. So if you have great credit already and you want to get you know, one of these store credit cards, it probably won't hurt. But it's probably better, she says, to just have a good cashback card and use it for everything. Uh, next question. Is it true that if you write a letter to a store just asking for free stuff that they will send it to you? So this is interesting. And Christy's answer was very often yes, but make sure not to send a form letter. Write your own letter based on your own experience. And I actually have a really good friend of mine who had an amazing story about this where he uh, got a bag of potato chips, like, you know, $1.50 at the store or whatever. Yeah. He opened them and they were just a little stale. And he's like, this friend of mine is obsessed with potato chips. So he was like kind of offended. So he wrote a letter to the chip company that was like, Dear sir, your chips were substandard. How <laughs> dare you? And the result was they sent him back a case of 100 bags of free potato chips. Wow. Just to try and make good on the fact that he had had a substandard experience. And he had chips for days. The irony is that he couldn't eat the chips fast enough. And so a lot they of them in the case again. ended up going stale. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh, my gosh. Okay, another question. Do automatic coupon plugins like Honey that log in with your browser, do those work? Are, are those legit? And it turns out that they do work from what we can tell, but uh, a lot of us here don't use them personally because it's, you know, they're, they're seeing all the websites you go to. So you want to be a little protective about your privacy and what you install on your computer. But if that is not a concern for you, a lot of people do use Honey and it does appear to work and actually give you the coupons when, when you need them. And I think that brings up another point about anytime that you're getting a deal, really think about like, what is the company getting out of this for the discounter deal that I'm getting? Because there's always that old economics proverb, there's no such thing as a free lunch. There's really no such thing as a free discount. Somebody's paying for something somewhere. Yeah. So if you're getting discounts from a browser plugin, probably somebody's making money off of collecting all the data. And it's just, you can make that decision, just make sure that you're aware of it. Okay, and this is the last question we got, and probably the most relevant of all, I think, which is, how do you know if you're paying too much when you're in the store? I hate to plan beforehand, and I relate to this, too. I, I don't love going in with my whole book of coupons and a plan of everything I'm going to buy. I prefer to kind of be in there and make some decisions in the moment. But even if you're like me and you don't want to plan it all out, you don't have to overpay. There are apps on your phone that will help you check in the moment. So a couple of the ones that we found that seem to be good and do good price comparisons are shop savvy and buy via the important thing to take away is there's always more information available you probably should never just walk into a store and say that i want that and then buy it without getting more information yeah actually for me the number one thing that i'm taking away from this episode that i didn't know beforehand is that you pretty much should never just be paying full price that there's always a way to save money on just about every product. And I actually had no clue about that beforehand. I'm, I'm very surprised. Well, thanks everyone so much for all those great questions. I think with money, there's really no such thing as a stupid question. And really the more questions that we get, the better we're going to be able to dig into these issues. And as Chris just pointed out, learn awesome stuff ourselves. So if you have money questions and you want answers, we are here to help you. We're going to keep doing this segment every week, and we will literally answer anything. Please email us at payoffpod at mike.com. Let us know what you want to know about. 
We'll dig into it. We'll get back to you with the answers. All right, that's it for this episode. You can always subscribe to this show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Our theme music is from Breakmaster Cylinder, and the show is produced by Alan Haberchak. Hey, Alan, thank you so much for being my co-host today. I really appreciate it. Yeah, it was great to be on the show, Chris, and uh, I have a new appreciation for just how hard this actually is. <laughs> Antonio will be back on our next episode, but uh, so glad that we got to have you here, Alan, for this one. And thank you so much to all of you for listening. Uh, and thanks as well for your emails, your reviews, and your ratings that you've left for the show. If you perhaps haven't rated or reviewed the show, uh, you can always do that. It's a huge help to us. You can go to Apple Podcasts and leave a star rating and a review for the payoff. It's really the best way for us to get to introduce more people to the show and help those people get even smarter with their money. And lastly, you can find out more about us and the show on Twitter at the Payoff by Mike or online at Mike.com slash payoff. See you next time.